BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. And yes, it's me back in the chair. I was gone last night. If the emails are any indication... You suffered in anguish without me. No, no, thank you to James T for filling in. But yes, I got your complaints. I was gone. Why was I gone? You really want to know? Are you sure you want to know? Okay. About 25 minutes from now, I'm going to tell you why I was gone. It involves ocean life, beer, and doctors. And when I tell you it's a tale, it's a tale. But there is a reason I wasn't here yesterday, and you're going to have to wait about 25 minutes before I get to that. We got Dave Rubin, the great Dave Rubin, coming up about an hour and a half from now. Joe Biden doing the weird yelling at us thing. I'm not sure what that's about. And Jen Psaki, feminism, why it's death. Oh, and before I forget... I realize I missed Medal of Honor Monday because I wasn't here on a Monday. We're doing a Medal of Honor Monday on the Tuesday. It's complicated. We're doing Medal of Honor tonight, about an hour from now on the Jesse Kelly Show. We'll get to your emails, your phone calls, 877-377-4373. We got all kinds of stuff going on. But first, what's my favorite thing in the world? Chris, what's my favorite thing in the world. You know what it is, Chris. Don't say you won't say. Chris knows what it is. You probably know what it is. My favorite thing in the world 
is me. All right? And my favorite thing about me, of all the things about me that I love, of all the things about me that are so wonderful, my favorite thing about me is when I'm right about stuff. I mean, I didn't give myself the nickname, the Oracle, for nothing. In my opinion, I earned it. Remember remember on the 15th, October 15th, it wasn't wasn't that long ago, right? That's Friday. Remember what I said on October the 15th? Remember Southwest Airlines. I just want to make sure everyone's clear on this. Southwest Airlines, two weekends ago, they had all these flights canceled, like 1,600 flights canceled. And all these rumors started flirting, flirting, floating out there about pilots on strike and stewardesses on strike. And I said, I came on the radio, and you remember what I said about it? Do you remember what I said? Chris, would you please do me the honor of playing me? What do I mean by this? This is just Southwest Airlines. Okay, that's big. It's not like it's a small airline. It's big, but hear me and hear me now. I do believe, and remember, I'm the oracle. I believe this is the beginning. You see, every time in history there's been a spark of rebellion out there, it has started somewhere, and generally it doesn't start from the place you think it's going to start. If two years ago I told you all this COVID madness, you know what's, you know who's going to lead the rebellion on it? Pilots for Southwest Air. You would have laughed in my face and you would have been justified in doing so. But these kinds of things have a way of building on each other. United Airlines, it's coming for them as well with the vaccine mandates. It's going to continue to spread more than just the airline industry. There are already rumors the truckers are getting involved. Do you have any idea how much of the things in your life came in by truck I want you to just look around you in the 25-foot radius of your area, and I want you to analyze how much of that got to you in some way by truck. Yeah. Now sit and imagine what happens if those guys stop moving. You have way more power than you think you have. Man, I love that guy's voice. What, Chris? I love his voice. But that's what I said, right? That's what I said. Woke up this morning. What was my headline? Southwest CEO backs off vaccine mandate. I decided to start browsing the news. Delta's CEO, he got on the television set and he had this to say. Hmm. You are the last U.S. carrier holding out on the vaccine mandate for your employees. Tell me why. Well, the reason the mandate was put in by the president, I believe, was because they wanted to make sure companies had a plan to get their employees vaccinated. Uh, a month before the president came out with the, the mandate, we'd already announced our plan to get all of our people vaccinated. And the good news is, is the plan is working. Uh, Delta today, we are 90% vaccinated, fully vaccinated across our entire company. I expect by the time we get to November next month, we're going to be at the 95% threshold. And when you consider there's going to be religious and some 
uh, medical accommodations made uh, that we're going to need to consider. By the time we're done, we'll be pretty close to fully vaccinated as a company without going through all the divisiveness of a mandate. You know, we're proving that you can work collaboratively with your people, trusting your people to make the right decisions, respecting their Wow, working collaboratively with your people, trusting your people without the divisiveness. Now, with all due respect to the Delta Airlines CEO, a man I don't know, maybe he's a saint, maybe he's the devil himself, I don't know the person, Do you think the CEO of Delta Airlines woke up the morning of that interview and said to himself, I just feel like being less divisive? Or do you think he woke up and surveyed the landscape out there of what's happening with his fellow airlines and said, "Uh uh-oh, we don't need that here. Let's make it optional. Oh, I told you you have more power. Way, way more power than you think you have. What's happening now across the nation will be terrible in the short term. It is wonderful in the long term. Have you seen San Francisco? You seen what they're telling people in San Francisco? This is music to my ears. According to San Francisco's Police Officers Association, 120 sworn officers, 80 of them that work in the patrol division, will be off the job tomorrow after failing to comply with the city's vaccine mandate. But if you take 120 cops or even more off the street, what do you think is going to happen? That is roughly 6% of the entire department, and SFPOA Vice President Tracy McRae says it will force officers working the streets to make some tough decisions. In a city of this size, with the month of October and all the things that have been going on, that's that's going to put quite a dent into operations. If I have a, a crime happening in the Bayview 5 car where Alice Griffin public, public housing is located, or do I have to go to a woman screaming all the way across in the Betrayal Hill area, you know, which one am I going to? Mm-mm-mm. Oh, did I mention? Did I mention? Don't think it's just San Francisco. This is sweeping the nation as the purge has begun. In Chicago this evening, thousands of police officers have still not declared their COVID vaccine status despite a Friday deadline and now face being sent home without pay. Megan Fitzgerald has more on the vaccine battle. Tonight, fallout in the city of Chicago. You are willing to get fired for this? Yes, I am. I hope I don't, obviously. Police Sergeant Rick Nigro says he won't be forced to get a COVID shot, defying the mayor's vaccine mandate that went into effect over the weekend. There's too much government control in that. You're going to tell me what I'm going to put in my body. That's my choice. And, and, and the result is you're going to terminate me? Termination on the line for possibly thousands more, as only 64% of the force is fully vaccinated. How many officers have not complied with the mayor's orders? The unofficial number we have is about over 3,200, so about a third of the department. Walk away, ladies and gentlemen. Walk away. You owe no loyalty to somebody who has no loyalty to you, You have no obligation to kneel down to tyrants. If you are a trucker, cop, teacher, nurse, doctor, pilot, whoever you are, if your employer has looked at you and he has decided he's going to become some lickspittle slave to the regime, then you tell your employer where he can shove his job. Make him fire you. Break this system in two. Bring it to its knees until it begs you to come back. 
begs you to come back. The Washington Post listing right now, as we speak, the Biden administration is so scared about supply chain issues, they're calling in the National Guard. The people you hate, the tyrants who run this country, are scared to death of you. They are currently huddled around a table, quaking in their boots because of the power you have. And the only thing that keeps these dirt balls up at night is one day they're worried you're going to wake up and realize it. Walk away. Leave the keys in the truck and walk away. Turn in your badge when they tell you to. Make them beg you to come back. Don't ever kneel for tyrants. I'm not done yet. We're going to talk about actually the military next. I got something you have to hear on that. But before I get to that, you care about tyranny, right? You care about freedom? I know you do. You want to learn more. I want to learn more. And what I get so much is from parents, Jesse, how do I help my kids? How do I help my kids? What if I told you there were entertaining books out there, entertaining books, books your children would find entertaining that will teach them about communism, property rights, freedom of speech, the golden rule, how to learn free market economics, all the questions you ask me all the time. And again, I can't stress this books your kids will love and you will love. Oh, I found somebody. I don't know that I've ever been this excited to partner with anybody in my life. The books are called the Tuttle Twins books. The group itself is called Libertas, but the books are the Tuttle Twins books. Toddlers, teenagers, in between, they have books for you and your kids to learn. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That gets you 35% off and free activity workbooks. TuttleTwinsJesse.com for 35% off. You keep asking me, what can I read to my kids? What can I do with my kids? TuttleTwinsJesse.com. There's your answer. Go teach your child about freedom. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, you can call in tonight, 877-377-4373. My tale of where I was yesterday involving ocean creatures and beer and doctors, all that begins about, oh, 10 minutes from now. So you're going to want to stick around for that one. And of course, we have Dave Rubin coming up a little over an hour from now. I told you last week. In fact, I told you multiple days. I could have played all the clips from last week, but I mean, it's, there's only so much me you can take during the show that's about me. But anyway, there's only so much me you could take. But I told you all last week what happened at Southwest was much more important than you think. It wasn't just a one off story, this was the first time there was any kind of significant organized pushback against this tyranny in this country, and I said it would not be the last. Leadership matters. It matters a lot. Chicago, cops are walking. San Francisco, cops are walking. There was video all over the place over the weekend. Healthcare workers in New York protesting in the streets. Southwest Airlines employees protesting in front of their headquarters in Dallas. It's happening. The right is developing teeth. 
It's slow. Yes, I realize that. A lot slower than you want. But it is happening, and it is good. Listen to these. This is a little long. This this is a little long, but I want you to listen to this. Listen to the servicemen, American military servicemen, who are being kicked out. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, you're mad about that, and I'm mad about that, because it's very clearly a purge of the military of Joe Biden's political enemies. That's very clearly what it is. Who's going to refuse the vaccine, right? It's very clearly them purging their political enemies. This is dangerous, and this is bad, and it'll weaken our military, and all these things are true, right? You've got Navy SEALs and Army Rangers suing to stay in. This is bad. I know this is bad, but, but, look at how this looks for the Biden administration. America as a whole loves its troops. It's, just, it's in our nature. We love our troops. How many videos like this are you about to witness as we take our brave warriors and we tell them you're not welcome anymore? Listen to this. My name is Noah Sturgis Johnson. I'm a specialist in the United States Army. I am currently stationed at Fort Eustis, Virginia as an 88 kilo watercraft operator. Due to the new order of the COVID-19 vaccine, I will potentially face separation from the United States Army, and I'm currently pending a religious exemption. My name is Stratton West. I'm a Petty Officer Third Class in the United States Navy. I've been serving honorably for exactly two years, and I will continue to do so. I've been stationed at Naval Air Station, Pensacola, Florida, and I'm currently stationed at Naval Air Station, North Island in Coronado, California. In fulfilling my duties, I have been assigned to be a lead junior sailor in our mentorship and training program, and I take great pride in doing so. I will potentially be discharged for denying the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Lucas Jeffers, and I am a corporal in the United States Marine Corps. I have served honorably for three years and four months and will continue to do so. For the entirety of my career, I have been stationed at MCAGCC 29 Palms, California. I have deployed to northern Syria and northern Iraq. In fulfilling my duties, I have been an FDC chief and an 81 section leader. I will potentially be discharged for refusing the COVID-19 vaccine. My name is Ryan Lovell. I'm a sergeant in the United States Marine Corps. You get the idea. You get the idea. The video is a lot longer if you want to go see it all. For, for effect, I, I think you got the idea. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. This is going to happen by the thousands, by the tens of thousands. And it puts the Biden administration in an impossible situation. They wanted everyone to get the vaccine, right? Do what you're told. Well, what do you do? What can you do? Remember, rulers throughout history have faced this exact question. What are you willing to do? What can you do? What can you get away with if the peasants look up and say, no, what can you do? What are your options? You're Joe Biden. You're president of the United States of America. You, because you're surrounded by communists and because you're a doddering old fool, you don't have the strength to stop the Ron Claims and Susan Rices as they torpedo your administration. So you've decided you're going to act like Mao Zedong. Well, the problem is you don't have the power Mao Zedong had. You don't possess that power yet in this country. 
You just gave an order as president, completely unconstitutional and not a law, but that doesn't matter. You gave an order that hundreds of thousands, let's just call it what it is, millions of Americans must be fired if they don't do what you say. But what if they still don't do what you say? What does it look like? You're going to try to have the National Guard fill in for supply chain issues? Hey, dumb... I can't say that word on the... Hey, idiots! You guys do understand that National Guard, they're civilian soldiers, right? So if you're activating the National Guard to go run ships in the bay, you're pulling them out of another job, you moron. And plus, National Guard troops, I know people act like, let's call in the National Guard. Who do you think these guys are? MacGyver? These guys are not trained in everything under the sun. Well, we'll just bring in the National Guard. It's just some people who soldier part-time, and that's no disrespect to National Guard. They're not specialists at everything. Oh, we'll bring them in. They'll be doctors and nurses, and they'll drive the ships and the trucks and the... Good grief, where do you find these Renaissance men? I didn't realize the National Guard were all James Bond. This is wonderful. People are walking away. Again, what can you do if you're Joe Biden and you get defied? What can they do? And they know there are limits. You know how I know there are limits? Because they already floated the idea earlier that they were going to dishonorably discharge all the troops who said no. Notice that talk has gone away. Because you know you can't dishonorably discharge 100,000 troops or the country would revolt. There are limits. We're about to see those limits. This is awesome. All right, speaking of limits, we're going to talk about the limits of human endurance. Shut up, Chris. And my foot in ocean life and why I was gone yesterday. You ready for this? Buckle up. This may take me a minute. Hang on. That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, I will take some calls tonight, especially because I was gone last night. And you know what? We're doing Medal of Honor tonight. We missed Medal of Honor Monday, so we're going to do Medal of Honor Tuesday tonight. That's coming up probably about a half hour from now. But I was gone yesterday. And of course, I understand you could hardly get through your day without me. And I understand that completely. I mean... How could you, what, Chris, how could they go on without their Shogun? All right, so me, I feel as if I should give you an explanation. But we're going to have to rewind just a little bit first, and let's talk about me. I joined the Marine Corps. Don't worry, don't worry, this is, this is all going to tie into me being gone yesterday. I joined the Marine Corps, as you well know, At the age of 19, I got out of high school, did a year of college first where I got a 0.0 GPA, decided I needed to grow up, join the United States Marine Corps Infantry. And part of, this is pre-war, right? This is pre-9-11, pre-Iraq, pre-Afghanistan. So I don't know if they're still doing this today, but back then, part of your time in the Marine Corps was this. You did two different six-month deployments. You would go overseas for six months at a time, peacetime deployments. And because of my unit, where my unit was, where we deployed was Okinawa, Japan. 
And where we when we got to Okinawa, you go to different places and do different things. We did a bunch of jungle warfare stuff in Thailand, and we did some various mountain and wilderness warfare up by Mount Fuji and, and up, up in Tokyo. And we were bouncing around a little bit, but for the most part, we were on the island of Okinawa, tropical island, right? Where that famous World War II battle was fought. This is all tying into where I was gone yesterday. Just bear with me here. One day. We were out playing horseshoes. You see, there wasn't a ton to do on the island, especially if we weren't allowed to leave the base. And oftentimes, we were not allowed to leave the base. So Marines are going to find things to do, normally involving something outside, normally involving beer. There was beer softball leagues. There was, there was look, a lot of it just involved beer, okay? We loved horseshoes. I know that sounds like an old man thing to do. There weren't a ton of other options. There was, you know, look, if the weather brought you inside, we'd play video games and drink beer. If the weather didn't bring us inside, it was softball and horseshoes and such. Well, remember how I said it was an island? Our base was right on the beach. And there was a day, it was a Saturday, where we decided to have a gigantic horseshoe tournament. And we were going to have that horseshoe tournament very, very early in the day. Well, whenever we got up and moving. Eh, 6, 7, 8 a.m. And that's when we started cracking some beers. 6, 7, 8 a.m. And we got a lot of beer. And this tournament was, it was designed to go all day long. And we're playing horseshoes. And when you're not playing horseshoes, you're drinking beer. And when you are playing horseshoes, you're drinking beer. And there were just, there was a lot of beer. A lot. I can't, I can't stress this enough how much beer there was. At some point in time, in the afternoon, like I'm just being frank with you about how, how this, how this happened. At some point in time, I walked down to the beach, and I apparently was looking quite lovingly at the ocean. And decided I needed to dip in the water. Which is no big deal. Look, I, I grew up in the water. I grew up, but I told you, my dad taught me to swim throwing me off a houseboat in Tennessee once. We, we would go down to Virginia Beach. Just, I grew up in the ocean and whatnot. It's, I've always loved the water. So I thought, I'm getting in. And I was just in one of those. I was in one of those states of mind. I'm getting in the water. It was very, very safe. You definitely want to go swim in the ocean by yourself when you're uh, in that state of mind. So I d- take a dip in the water. And I'm swimming out. And I am, I am actually a fairly strong swimmer, a pretty strong swimmer. So I'm doing fine. It's not like I get myself into trouble. I'm swimming out. But I find myself pulled towards the coral reef. Coral reef is a – it's, exp- it's hard to explain. It can be pretty jagged, pretty sharp. It's just a structure of some kind, almost like stone. It's not stone that exists underneath, underneath the ocean surface. And they're very fascinating places where all this wildlife grows. Fish and plants and eels and sea urchins. A sea urchin, for those who may not know, I don't think they have to be black. I think they can be red, but the ones I saw and dealt with were black. It's just one of nature's pin cushions. It's got needles. It's just a little ball with needles sticking out of it all over the place. And these needles are not only... Things that will break off, they're full of poison, stinging poison. It hurts, all right? 
while I'm out there enjoying my time in the ocean, I get pulled over some coral reef. Not into it, by the grace of God, because it can get really, really sharp. You can slice yourself up really good on some coral reef, but over it. So it was, it was only a few feet underneath the surface. I'm having a hard time swimming off of it. And at one point, the waves started yanking me towards a jagged part. So I had to put my feet down. Now, again, I wasn't the most lucid I've ever been. So I put my feet down and, oh, ow, on my left foot, right right up in between the two balls of your soul, right in between there. Mm, That hurt. But didn't think anything of it. And frankly, at that point in time, the pain was not that bad. I swam on back to shore, had some more beer, went to sleep that night, so on and so forth. That was Saturday. Sunday, I wake up and, man, my foot hurts really, really bad. But, you know, I'm a big, tough Marine, right? So I'm not going to the doctor. (laughs) Doctor. (laughs) We decided to go on a run Monday morning. Whole unit went on a run. All of a sudden, it's not like I was a great runner, but I wasn't one of these guys who fell out of runs. I can't keep up. And I can't keep up because every single time I put my left foot down, it feels like somebody is jamming a knife into the bottom of it. It finally gets so bad, the doc pulls me out of the unit and sets me on the ground and says, what is wrong? And I said, doc, my foot. And I don't really remember that much the Saturday before at this point. It all comes rushing back to me. He rips my sock off and right there on the side of the road says, Jesse, you have the stinger still inside of your foot. Now, this is a doc. He's a Navy corpsman. We're talking a 19, 20-year-old kid here. Not a doctor, but some medical training. He pulls out his tweezers and a little razor blade, has to go to work right then and there, pulls out a stinger out of the bottom of my foot, about the length of your fingernail, just this thin little stinger. Okay? All right? Now, this is the year 2001, probably. So, Jesse, why were you gone on a Monday in 2021? Well, it's funny you should bring that up. For the rest of my life, after he had pulled that stinger out, that part of my foot would bother me. And not only would it bother me, I would get this weird callus buildup up by where the stinger was. Now, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it maybe I had some nerve damage or something from the poison. Fast forward to two or three years ago, I'm hanging out with my mentor, Michael Berry, and we get to talking about, I forget exactly how the subject came up, but we were talking about my foot. And he said, man, that sounds terrible. And he knew this world-renowned doctor here in Houston. And he said, you need to go see this guy. I go in and see the guy because my foot was always bothering me. I mean, a 20-year bother. And the guy takes a look at my foot and says, okay, you either have a huge wart on the bottom of your foot or there's some of that stinger still in there. And I said, well, I don't. I don't get warts. It's not a wart. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no way the stinger's still in there, though. You don't know what you're talking about. My doc got it out a long time ago. There's no wart still. There's no wart. There's no stinger. You know, you're an idiot. Again, this world-renowned doctor. People fly from all over the world to see this guy. He said, no, 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 no. There's something still in there. I'm almost positive of it. You need to lay back. and You need to get ready because this is going to hurt. But I'm going to have to go in there and find out. What happened next? I'll explain in just a second. Hang on. But first, non-lethal guns. The Hero 2020 non-lethal gun. It is saving lives. That pepper spray you keep on your keychain, 
This is a much, much, much more powerful solution than that. And it's about the size of your mobile phone. It fires these brutal high-speed projectiles over 100 miles per hour, and they explode on contact, filling the face of your attacker with this brutal chemical pepper irritant, and you don't need a concealed carry permit to carry this weapon. It even has a laser sight on it. They're completely caked to use. Go to Hero2020.com, use the code JESSE, and get one of these for yourself and your spouse. I sleep better at night knowing the wife has one of these. That's Hero2020.com, code JESSE, get you a special discount. Hero2020.com, state restrictions may apply. Jesse Kelly returns next. The Jesse Kelly Show. And yes, you can call in tonight, 877-377-4373. I'm going to continue with my sea urchin story here in just a second. I just wanted to play this for you really quickly. I know it's a little bit long, but you do remember when I was telling you that the Southwest Airlines people pushing back, it was the start of something great, right? This is a little long. Listen to this, though. This is the Delta CEO over the weekend. You are the last U.S. carrier holding out on the vaccine mandate for your employees. Tell me why. Well, the reason the mandate was put in by the president, I believe, was because they wanted to make sure companies had a plan to get their employees vaccinated. Uh, A month before the president came out with the the mandate, we'd already announced our plan to get all of our people vaccinated. And the good news is, is the plan is working. Uh, Delta today, we are 90% vaccinated, fully vaccinated across our entire company. I expect by the time we get to November next month, we're going to be at the 95% threshold. Uh, And when you consider there's going to be religious and some uh, medical accommodations made uh, that we're going to need to consider. By the time we're done, we'll be pretty close to fully vaccinated as a company without going through all the divisiveness of a mandate. You know, we're proving that you can work collaboratively with your people, trusting your people to make the right decisions, respecting their decisions, and not you know, forcing them over the loss of their jobs. How about that? They're already breaking. Corporate America already breaking. All right, back to my story. Back to my story. So I elaborated in the segment before, in case you missed it, you're going to have to go get the podcast about how I got this sea urchin in my foot. Fast forward about 16, 17 years later, I'm laying in a doctor's office here in Houston, Texas. This is a few years ago. Doctor tells me there's something in there. I said, no, there's not. They got the stinger out. You're crazy. He said, no, I'm telling you, I think there's something in there. He offers me a shot in the bottom of my foot. Now, I have this bad thing about me and that I don't like to look weak in front of, well, really anybody, but definitely not doctors, not nurses, not anybody. Nah, I don't need a shot. I'll be fine. And he says, are you sure? And I said, nah, I'll be fine. He calls in his entire nursing staff because they've never seen this before as he starts to carve into my foot. And he said, Jesse, I told you it was still in there. And he begins to pull out the little barbs that were on the side of the stinger that had been making a home in my foot 
for 16, 17 years making it so I had a limp. He takes about an hour. The nurses are wonderful, of course, because nurses are just generally wonderful anyway, especially the hot ones. Quit, I'm kidding. But nurses are generally wonderful anyway. And they keep asking me, are you doing okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good to go. But apparently they could tell. I was. I, I, I guess I was sweating a little bit. And the doctor keeps looking at me every time I say I'm fine. And finally he says, check him for me, please. And the nurse comes up and checks my heart rate. She's like, oh, no, he's hurting. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine. So they give me these stupid little balls, uh, these little squeeze balls to hold in my hands. I felt like Kamala Harris sitting there with these squeeze balls. It didn't do anything. Anyway, anyway. He ends up finishing carving out my foot, and he shows me all these tiny little black barbs that had been making a home in my foot, and he tells me, look, there's way too much blood. I think I got a lot of it. Maybe I got all of it, but I don't know, and we're not going to know for some time. So I had to patch up my foot, and then I had to just simply limp around for a few weeks while this gigantic hole in the sole of my foot healed up. So what's this have to do with yesterday? Well, about six, seven, eight months ago, it started acting up on me again. Really, really, really hurting me. And I just wanted to ignore it, you know, like dudes do. I'm fine. I'm ignoring it. I mean, I'll be fine. Well, I finally, the wife finally talks to me into going to see a doctor about the whole thing. I go see a doctor about the thing yesterday morning. And the doctor tells me when I go in yesterday morning, you don't understand this is going to be way worse than last time because of how we have to go in there. There are all these nerve endings in the bottom of your foot. You're not going to be able to go to work when you're done. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't work construction anymore. I talk on the TV and the radio. I'll be fine. She says, you don't understand. You're not going to be fine. You're not going to be able to work. You're going to be in that much pain. And I said, you're crazy. Just get busy, doc. Again, the razor blades come out, the nursing staff comes in, and they begin carving a gigantic hole in the bottom of my foot. And it does hurt so much worse than it did even the time before. And they're carving through the nerve endings of my foot trying to, and yes, they're carving out the sea urchin scars and the sea urchin barbs that are still left. There are a few left in there. And finally they get it done and they're cleaning up all this blood and stuff. I know this is probably gross, but this is what happened. And they get done and they're like, all right, you can go. I have to practically hop on one foot clear from the doctor's office to my pickup truck. And I have to drive to work. I should not have driven myself to the doctor's office. I definitely shouldn't have driven to work. My foot is still bleeding and I am in such pain, I have to keep reaching down and grabbing my leg and pulling it up towards me to try to lift it off the ground. And then I have to hold it up so much my hand starts cramping. I pull over twice on the way to work because I'm worried I'm going to pass out behind the steering wheel. At one point, I had to go in the gas station, hop up. They thought I got in a car wreck because of how I was walking and tell them, give me the Tylenol behind the counter. I need Tylenol. I'm buying Tylenol, right? Because I don't have any pain pills or anything. I get up to the studio, and we're an hour or two away from showtime. And it's not that I don't think I could have sat down and talked into the radio, right? You've worked with more of an injury than that. It just would not have been a good show. I was in so much pain, I had two choices. I could either, A, 
well, three choices. A, I could do the show in pain, and then I would have been miserable and nasty, and you wouldn't have enjoyed it at all, right? You think I get short-tempered other times, man. I, I would have been bad. Or B, I could have gotten high on the pain pills they gave me, and uh, I have certain rules about being on substances while I do the radio. I don't think that would have been good either. Chris plays some Pink Floyd, man. That No one would have enjoyed that. Or C... I could have just pulled the ripcord and said, look, let's tackle this again tomorrow. That is where I was yesterday. You're just going to have to live with that. I'm back in the chair and better than ever. All right? All right. We'll make fun of Joe Biden. We're going to talk about me. But Medal of Honor Monday, only it's Tuesday, is next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jesse Kelly show. And I, look, I told you there was a story behind my absence. Did I not tell you there was a story? 
And remember, if you missed that story I just told or any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. It's really important. Shut up, Chris. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you something. It felt, this is how it felt yesterday. I, 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 don't know how to, I don't know how to put this into words. It's not like I talk for a living, so I'll just give it an effort here. It felt like somebody took a hot poker and jammed it into the bottom of my foot and it would occasionally just twist around. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom when he gets the voodoo doll and the weird little Indian kid uh, starts stabbing it with the, with the knife? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. And Indiana Jones all of a sudden is just laying down debilitated. That was me yesterday. That was me. All from a 20-year ocean industry, or ocean industry, ocean injury. <laughs> Medal of Honor Monday on a Tuesday is coming up in a second. But first, Chad and Kansas, go. Why can't I hear Chad? Anyone know? Hang on, Chad. Don't hang up. Whatever. Just, just hang on there for a second, Chad. <laughs> All right. We'll get back to Chad in a second. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to go through this alone. I'm not going through this alone at all. If you've injured yourself in a stupid way, fess up. It's time for you to fess up tonight. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com or call the show 877-377-4373. If you have injured yourself, I want to know about it. But first... It is time. It is Tuesday night. I realize it's not Monday night. We normally do this on Mondays, but I can't exactly deny everybody Medal of Honor Monday because it's the only decent thing we do all week, so we're doing it on a Tuesday this week. Every Monday we read a Medal of Honor citation. It's not complicated. Certainly nothing I'm doing, something you can do at home. Every Medal of Honor citation that's ever been won, did you know this? They're all online. Easily available online, quick internet search. You can look up anyone you want by branch or war or whatever. Read these. Read them to yourself. Read them to your kids. These are the men we should be looking up to, not the latest YouTube star. These are the values we should be passing along. These are the people we need to be. People like Robert Lewis Howard. This is from Vietnam. He was U.S. Army. For conspicuous gallantry, an intrepidity in action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty. First Lieutenant Howard distinguished himself while serving as platoon sergeant of an American Vietnamese platoon, which was on a mission to rescue a missing American soldier in enemy-controlled territory in the Republic of Vietnam. Just a quick pause here. We worked with the Vietnamese a lot in Vietnam, for those who don't know about that. There were the Montagnards. They were kind of like a, a village people out there. And we worked with the South Vietnamese, too, with varying degrees of success. And our special forces guys would oftentimes be tied in with these groups. All right, so moving on. The platoon had left its helicopter landing zone and was moving out on its mission when it was attacked by an estimated two-company force. For those who don't know, two companies, I would guess probably about two to three hundred, depending on the company. During the initial engagement, First Lieutenant Howard was wounded and his weapon destroyed by a grenade explosion. First Lieutenant Howard saw his platoon lead leader had been wounded seriously and was exposed to enemy fire. 
Although unable to walk and weaponless, First Lieutenant Howard unhesitatingly crawled through a hail of fire to retrieve his wounded leader. As First Lieutenant Howard was administering first aid and removing the officer's equipment, an enemy bullet struck one of the ammunition pouches on the lieutenant's belt, detonating several magazines of of ammunition. First Lieutenant Howard momentarily sought cover and then realizing that he must rejoin the platoon, which had been disorganized by the enemy attack, he again began dragging the seriously wounded officer toward the platoon area. Through his outstanding example of indomitable courage, First Lieutenant Howard was able to rally the platoon into an organized defense force. With complete disregard for his safety, First Lieutenant Howard crawled from... Remember, remember the guy can't walk. He can't walk. Crawled from position to position, administering first aid to the wounded, giving encouragement to the defenders, and directing their fire on the encircling enemy. For three and a half hours, First Lieutenant Howard's small force and supporting aircraft landing or, or, or aircraft successfully repulsed enemy attacks and finally were in sufficient control to permit the landing of rescue helicopters. First Lieutenant Howard personally supervised the loading of his men. It did not leave, gosh, this guy, did not leave the bullet-swept landing zone until all were aboard safely. First Lieutenant Howard's gallantry in action, his complete devotion to the welfare of his men at the risk of his life, were in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself, his unit, and the U.S. Army. Gosh, that is freaking awesome. Crawling around. I'm telling you what these guys... That's why we do Medal of Honor Mondays on Monday, but today was on Tuesday. That's why we do. All right, back to this here. Emails, as I promised. Remember, you can always email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. jesse at jessekellyshow.com. What, Chris? I got a new phone case with my picture on it. I don't know why people think that's so weird. Who else's face would I have on my phone but me? It's the most beautiful phone case ever. It's actually hilarious. So my youngest son, I'll get back to the stories in a second. My youngest son, Luke, he had to get my old phone. We had to have him have a phone. There's just too many practices and stuff going on out there. So we had to give him a phone. We'd resisted forever, but we got him a phone. We gave him my old phone because I got a brand new phone from Pure Talk, which is awesome. They got, I got a brand new iPhone 12 and a steal on it. Stole it from Pure Talk, by the way. That's another story entirely. But my youngest got my old phone. My old phone had a case on it that also has my face on it. And don't get me wrong, he's thrilled to have a phone. He's so bothered that he has to walk around with a phone that has my face on it. And we ended up in the mall on uh, on Saturday. We were looking for Halloween costumes and stuff like that. We probably passed through, we passed by five stores at least that sold iPhone cases and every time, he was trying the best he could. Dad, can I get a new case? And every time I would totally play stupid, I'd be all, I don't understand why you need a new case. You have the greatest case ever. What's? Why would you even want a new case? It's the greatest case ever. <laughs> I'm not getting him a new phone, Chris. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Remember, I want your phone calls on stupid ways you've hurt yourself. Hi, Jesse. Love your show. Now, I was one, I'm wondering if you'll expand on the idea of teaching kids to be thankful so they will resist communism. I'm not sure I understand how that helps. I have two lovely 30-something daughters. They don't seem worried at all about government overreach. Thank you for being a great defender of freedom and truth. In case you don't know what she's talking about, I've said a million times, if you want to make sure your kids don't turn out to be communists, one, 
Go get the Tuttle Twins books, like I said, in two. Teach your children to be thankful and grateful. Why do I say that? I want you to think for a moment. Just just pause for a moment and dwell on every single plank of the Democratic Party. I want you to think about what the modern Democratic Party is, about the things they say to everybody, the things they say to poor people and black people and gay people and women and LGBTQ and the climate change nutters. I want you to tell me one modern plank of the Democratic Party, one, anybody, along with your injury stories, I will take phone calls and calls on this. Tell me one thing the modern Democratic Party says about America that is complimentary about America. You can't because it doesn't exist. You know why? Because they're communists. You know why? Because the entire platform is built on maybe the most evil human emotion there is. Envy. This is what you don't have because you're poor. This is what you don't have because you're black. They oppress you because you're gay. Women are oppressed. This is like Jim Crow laws. This is a- Why do you think they talk like that? Because they know we're all susceptible to envy. All of us are. It's human nature to look at something you don't have and want it. All of us are susceptible to it. So they play on that. It is evil, and your child will be completely impervious to it if your child grows up with a grateful heart. Not envious. Not, not, you don't want the guy's fancy car across the street. You don't want the neighbor's hot wife. You don't want this guy's job promotion. You're happy with what you have. You're grateful to God for what you have, not for what someone else has. Not envious of what someone else has. Somebody who's truly grateful, that person can never and will never become a communist. Communism is all based on envy. That's why I say it. We will be right back in a second with some Jen Psaki audio that is gold. We got Dave Rubin in 15 minutes, and I will take your phone calls also next on stupid ways you've hurt yourself. But first, I just talked to you about Pure Talk and how I got the new iPhone 12 And I switched my whole family over. Look, I'll just be honest with you right now. We dumped T-Mobile. And I have had Verizon. I've had AT&T. I've had T-Mobile. I'm tired of supporting companies that support filth. Have you seen the things these companies support? And that's on top of the money savings. That alone would have been enough for me to switch to Pure Talk. The average family saves over $800 a year. And we're not talking about some jerkwater company where I don't have phone service. They use the exact same phone towers as one of those big companies I just named for you. The exact same one. We're talking unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for 30 bucks a month. 30 bucks a month. Go right now. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee. You don't have anything to lose from your cell. It's easy. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. I'll get to your phone calls about stupid ways you've hurt yourself in a second. Got Dave Rubin coming up 10 minutes from now. But listen, I keep warning that Joe Biden is in trouble. I'm warning he's in trouble for a reason. They simply don't have the tone that's going to be necessary when hard times get here and they're coming. Because remember, the leaders of this country all share three characteristics, the same three, entertainment, politics, all of them now. That's sad, but it's true. No love of country, one. Two, completely disconnected from reality, way too much time in academia and D.C., New York. And three, they feel as if they should rule over you. They're of a higher class. Listen to Jen Psaki. Keep in mind, working people across the country right now are looking at empty shelves, gas tanks they can't fill up, they're being run out of a job, and this snarky hag says this in a press conference. It was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that, that the supply chains across the world had been disrupted, even as, as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded, people, it was, it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and, and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is The tragedy it, of the short, the treadmill that's delayed. Right, the treadmill. Right, pro- that's why you never, ever, ever hire a feminist. They can't help themselves. It just the bitter hag just drips out of them. They cannot help themselves. She is going to be a disaster for Joe Biden going forward if somebody doesn't yank her aside and say, hey, hag, you must attempt. I know you don't care about anybody. You must attempt to act like you do. Because what happens is you already don't like Jen Psaki. You already don't like Joe Biden. I already don't like either of those people. They're not convincing us. Her latest press conference doesn't sway you. It doesn't sway me, right? It doesn't sway us at all. The average person, like we talked about last week, the average non-political person, the people who decide elections, they vote, but they don't really pay attention. You know, I know you have people like that in your life. They, they, they vote. You know, they'll go pencil in somebody, but they're not... They don't know anything about the issues like you do. That person, they're going to start not being able to afford filling up their tank. They're going to show up at the grocery store and the chicken's gone. They're going to be ordering things that used to take a day and now it takes a month or two. They're going to start asking questions. And when they start asking questions, when they start paying more attention to politics, if they hear things like this, it's going to get bad. It was clear in March of 2020 when COVID hit that, that the supply chains across the world had been disrupted, even as, as the sort of work to fight back against COVID proceeded. People, it was, it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain. People couldn't get dishwashers and, and furniture and treadmills delivered on time, not to mention all sorts of other things. So why the is The tragedy it, of the, short, the treadmill that's delayed. Right, the treadmill. Mm, mm-mm. I, look, I don't expect Jen Psaki to care. I don't expect Joe Biden to care. You better learn how to pretend. And let's remember, it doesn't get any better when Joe Biden when Joe Biden gets up to the microphone. What is with this weird whispering thing he does? I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. Everybody benefits. It grows the economy. Fox News. But don't let up now. I wrote 
the bill on the environment. Don't tell me what the White House is ranked. But pay your fair share. Pay them more. I'm sorry if you were trying to turn up your radio during that time. I didn't make that up. I swear on my life we didn't chop that up. Why is... Why is... Why is he whispering so much? How is nobody... How is nobody pulling him aside saying, Joe, this is, you're creeping us out a bit. It's not working. And then he alternates between that. (laughs) He alternates between that and just shouting at random times. Silence. As my dad would remind me, silence is complicity. Silence is complicity. That's what Nuremberg said. Your silence is complicity. (laughs) What? What in the world? It just, it's like it's all left him. I mean, Joe Biden, he's always been an idiot, and he's always been a jerk. Always been an idiot and a jerk. No, he's been able to speak before. Don't let them convince you. I was a childhood stutter. Remember when they did that, trying to guilt you out of not making fun of him for it? He's really overcome this stutter. Just a stutterer. Not somebody whose brain is melting into tapioca pudding. He just got a little stutter. (laughs) So they tried that, but it's all left him. All the political skills have left him. And he can't talk his way out of problems now, so he tries these weird things like a robot trying to learn how people work. He tries these odd things, and all it sounds like is this scene from Austin Powers. Yes, I'm having difficulty controlling the volume of my voice! (laughs) So true. Stuff... Why are you yelling at us? And then the whispering comes at the weirdest time. So just happens. And you're like, oh, my gosh, Joe, good grief. <laughs> Tone it down. We're going to ask Dave Rubin about that in a second. Obviously, Dave Rubin is gigantic. He doesn't need any introduction. But I was on Dave Rubin's show last week, and we had a lot of fun. We're fixing, by the way, uh, I asked for your phone calls, 877-377-4373, about stupid ways you've hurt yourself. They've got some technical thing they're working out. Just hang on for a second. I'll get to you. Don't hang up. They'll 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 get back. They'll get it. Well, if any lines are open, don't hang up. I think we might be full, but we'll it, it, we'll get to some more. I'm gonna get to the phone calls on my life. I'm not lying to you. Some more emails, dear Doctor Shogun. Every time I think it would be fun to be in your unit and maybe even your squad, I'm reminded that you're a bigger target and they might miss you and hit me. Know what I mean? You know, that's not very nice. My buddies in Iraq used to say that same thing. Kelly, get away from me. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Lurch. We don't want you around. You know, that wasn't very nice. Okay? And when they started laughing when I got shot at, that wasn't very nice either. Nobody's nice to me, Chris, and I'm nice to everybody. (laughs) All right. Dave Rubin next. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. God bless Dave for picking some decent music. Old music sucked. I mean, older than that. Anything older. What, 50s? uh, 70s is probably real good. 80s, probably peak music ever. 90s is good, but 50s, garbage. And music these days sucks. Joining me now, author of Don't Burn This Book and, of course, host of The Rubin Report, Dave Rubin. Dave, what's the best decade for music ever? It's the 80s Thank by you. far. It's, it's not, not even close. And I'll tell you a little something because <laughs> your guys said, Dave, what kind of song do you want to listen to to be played in? 
I said, without question, uh, separate ways by journey. And I'll tell you a little information here. And I know you have a, a mostly conservative leaning audience, but I was once busted in Orange County at an outdoor concert for smoking pot at a journey concert. I thought I thought you had to smoke pot at an outdoor journey concert. They said to me you're not allowed and here we are. I remember that reminds I remember the first time I went to a big outdoor concert. It was Corn and Kid Rock and Metallica and all these things in Denver, Colorado, and I was fresh out of Montana and everyone started passing joints around the stadium and I was it was a little bit of culture shock for this man. I will tell you that much. <laughs> it's like, what, what in the world? <laughs> We're not in Montana anymore. All right, enough of that. Dave, I know you. Everyone, everyone probably already knows you. Tell people your political journey as briefly as you can. Well, Jesse, in a in a brief little moment, I was a lefty. I was a progressive. Mm-hmm. You can find videos. I'm not proud of them, but you can find them on YouTube of me supporting <laughs> Bernie Sanders back in 2016. I was on the Young Turks Network, which is the far left YouTube channel. And over the course of about a year or two there, I started waking up as a as a liberal and saying, hey, guys, we on the left, you know, we're calling everybody bigots and racists and homophobes. We're not making any arguments. We're silencing people. We're calling for deplatforming. We're screaming speakers out of colleges. And just by doing that a little bit, which which now everybody sees has burst forth into mainstream society. I mean, it's what cancel culture is all about. I started saying that as a lefty, and suddenly I started getting unending hate from the quote-unquote tolerant side. And then I saw all these, what I thought were these scary conservatives like Ben Shapiro and Glenn Beck and Larry Elder and Dennis Prager, et cetera, all kind of putting a hand out to me and saying, hey, you know, we disagree on some stuff, but, you know, let's talk it out. And over the last five or six years, I've just been very open about my, my political beliefs. And my book is a defense of classical liberalism, which in many ways, I would say is modern conservatism with a little bit of libertarianism thrown in. But, you know, some of these terms are getting kind of old school at this point. Um, but right now, I would just say broadly, I'm very much part of the right. I believe in freedom. I believe in individual rights. I believe that the United States is the greatest experiment in mankind's history. And we are just throwing it away right now. And uh, and I find common cause with crazy people like Jesse Kelly. So here we are. Dave, what's something you wish the right understood more about the mentality of the left? You've been in the belly of the beast. We have these people email my show all the time. Hey, Jesse, I'm a former communist. I'm a former Democrat. This is what you need to understand. I always try to understand my enemy. What's something I should understand better? Well, I think the key thing at the moment is that there is nothing you can give them to appease them. There is no norm that they will respect. There is no peace offering or half measure where they will say, oh, okay, that's okay. They have decided that scorched earth is the tactic, that, that basically capitalism, the United States, our founding documents, our founding fathers, that these are all bad and evil things, and they're here to destroy them. And just listen to them. You know, the key moment of the election last year was during the Democrat primary, when Pete Buttigieg turned to Bernie and said, you're here to burn it all down. I'm not. Well, neither one of them became president, but the ideas of burn it all down have been imported by Joe Biden, who in most respects should have been a moderate Democrat. But I knew he was a wolf in sheep's clothing because he doesn't know what he is anymore. He's just a a sad old man that they're using. So I would say if, if there's one thing that sort of new modern conservatives or even old conservatives need to understand is that this is not the old Democratic Party, where it's like, oh, there's JFK, we can talk to him, there's Daniel Patrick Moynihan, 
there are some moderates. Even 10 years ago, Chuck Schumer was not a crazy leftist. But the, the inmates are running the asylum over there, and it's why, it's why we have to all build new things. It's why you had a fantastic uh, Twitter thread about this about a week ago, about how this separation has to go and how we have to, we have to protect our assets, build new things. And by the way, they're going to come for those things, but, but using their things and their tools and their mainstream media, it's not working anymore. Dave, speaking with Dave Rubin, by the way, host of the Rubin Report. Dave, it feels like everything's ramping up and ramping up really, really quickly. But I'm in the political realm, right? And I'm, I'm on the far right and have been there for a while, so I don't want to look at things through a distorted lens. Is it mm-hmm. ramping up? Is this how American communists have always been? Is it just an extra high gear right now? Or am I just uh, going through a midlife crisis at 40? <laughs> well, listen, I'm at the age old, uh, the ripe old age of 45, so I'm a little wiser than you in this regard. <laughs> um, it's a little hard. It's, it's a little hard to say, right? Because on one hand, maybe this is how communism and socialism and collectivism has always creeped in. It's always used the institutions of tolerance against the system itself. And that's why they, you know, the progressives who are the least tolerant people on the planet, they use the, the word tolerant and then they go into all the liberal institutions knowing the soft belly of tolerance. And then they destroy them from the inside, and then conservatives go, oh, oh, oh what are we going to do about this? Is it different now? Well, I would say it's different in that it's being fueled by big tech. We now sort of have one-world information. We have a couple companies that are far bigger than, than most countries in terms of actual raw power and ability to control people's thoughts. And then when you throw in all this COVID lunacy, um, I don't know. I would say the ideas, the horrible ideas of the past of collectivism are the same. The tools that they can use are, are more insidious. And then you throw in, you know, some, some big tech stuff. It's like, man, what a toxic stew. Dave, are Republicans becoming better, more firm? I, I understand it's a slow process and they're never going to be as tough as people want them to be. But when we're talking about, OK, they're going to lose in the midterms. Yeah, but who are we replacing them with? Or, or Joe Biden's mm-hmm. going to lose or, or, or Vice President Dome is going to lose in 2024. Who are we replacing her with? Are we getting stronger? Well, one line that I've been using a lot lately is you don't have to be a Republican, but you can't be a Democrat. So I get, you know, I'm, I'm sort of new to this side. So it's like I don't even consider myself a Republican in a traditional sense. A Republican is a member of a political party. I like the ideas of conservatism, of libertarianism, and we can talk about where those things differ. Um, but, yeah, are we just going to vote in if there's this red wave, the same old people who never get anything done? I would say the silver lining right now is that there really is a crop of what I think are, are different types of Republicans coming through. You know, a guy like Blake Masters mm-hmm. in Arizona oh, who's yeah. running as a Republican, or J.D. Vance in Ohio. Uh, you know, you can also see some alt-tech being built. As you know, I started Locals.com. Rumble is starting to blow up. There, there is a chance here that, that right-leaning people will not only get in through the political path, but also in the cultural path, because the answer, look, you know this, Jesse, even if we got all of the people we want in Congress, it's like this is not really a political question. There's a cultural issue at stake right now. And as a wise man once said, uh, politics is downstream from culture. Amen. Dave Rubin. Dave, where can people go get more of your stuff? Obviously, everyone knows about the Rubin Report. Tell me about this book. The book is is a defense of classical liberalism. So there is a couple things in there that, you know, not a strict conservative may not agree with. But I'll tell you this, it, it sort of sums up everything we're talking about. 
even in the moments where my most conservative, I'm talking, you know, religious conservative audience members disagreed with me, I never got one hate piece of hate mail from anyone on the right. I got an endless amount of hate mail from people on the left, but people on the right would say, hey, Dave, you know, I disagree with you about this or that, but I appreciate the thought you've put into this, and, and I enjoyed it. And, and they would always end it the same way. You'll come, you'll come to my side soon enough. So that's the debate I like having. That's why I like guys like you, and uh, we got work to do. Dave Rubin, everybody, go check out his stuff. Dave, I appreciate you, my brother. All right. Thanks, man. Good seeing you. Don't panic. Don't panic. Look, look, we're going to get to some funny phone calls next. 877-377-4373. Stupid ways you've hurt yourself. We're going to get to emails. But first, when I say don't panic, I understand you're looking at the market and you're looking at inflation as I am. The wife and I just had a long talk about it. How, how do you stay protected at all? I mean, how helpless is that feeling when you're looking at the value of the dollar go down? And I don't know about you. I don't have any pesos. That's all I've got. It's dollars. Get gold. Not, not everything. I'm not telling you. I would never tell you to do anything crazy. Not in a million years. Buy some gold from Oxford Gold Group so you have tangible value in your hands that is not subject to the whims of politicians. I sent my own father there. I know these guys. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. They have their reputation for a reason. They will deliver real gold to your doorstep. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, it's so good to be back. I was so mad I had to miss yesterday. But look, I told you the story at the beginning of the show. Well, about a half hour into the show, my story about ocean life and doctors and everything else and the, the long saga on why I wasn't here yesterday. And I'm still sitting here playing hurt, but I'm back. And I asked for your stories, 877-377-4373, about stupid ways you've hurt yourself. I'll get to that in a second. Let me just say this, though. If you missed that story or Dave Rubin or any other part of the show they're all available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, let's try this again. Chad in Kansas, what'd you do to yourself? All right, so I'm at my girlfriend's birthday party, and we get in an argument about getting married. And I'm a little inebriated. Mm-hmm. I slammed my beer bottle down, and I yelled, I don't want to get married. The beer bottle shatters, cut my hand open, go get it stitched up. Fast forward, about a year later, I'm doing construction work, and my hand is killing me starts bleeding i go to the doctor he pulls out about a three-eighths of an inch triangle of beer oh, bottle out of my hand oh my and to top it all off we celebrated 25 years of marriage this year <laughs> How about that? happy anniversary chad <laughs> oh a slice a slicing a sliver a slice whatever of glass in your hand for a year Ugh, that gives me the willies Lori, Lori in colorado go I was simply jogging to my mailbox, and I tripped on the sidewalk crack. I broke two of my most dominant 
freaking finger bone fully off from my most dominant hand. <clears throat> it's been six weeks and four days, but who's counting? Of surgeries and wires and pins and physical therapy and my husband pulling up my dang pants. And still my fingers aren't working. Oh. Nevertheless, may I always be grateful and never a bitter hag. Amen. Amen. Good for you, Lori. <laughs> How about that? Eric, also in Colorado. Go, boss. So in June, the moths I hear are terrible, and I hate the moths banging on my ceiling in my bedroom. So one night I tried to get the moths, got a fly swatter, thought I'd stand on the end of the bed and then put my other foot out of my dresser and get the moths on the ceiling. Well, I missed the dresser, straight-armed the wall, and broke my shoulder, took three screws and a surgery to get it fixed. Oh, that sucks so bad. It's so funny he brought that up because we just had, of course, I know everyone's going to find this shocking, the batteries went out in the smoke detector in the middle of the night because they never go out during the day in the middle of the night, and I had to get a ladder. I'm what you might call a handyman type, so I had to get a ladder, one of the square battery thingies in a ladder, and I'm leaning it against the wall, and actually I had that same thought. This was just about a month ago. I didn't fall or anything, but while I'm up there and I'm maxing out this ladder, right? I really should have a longer ladder. I'm looking down and thinking, what if I fall? I'm 40. I'm going to break something, and I'm going to have no cool story to tell about that at all. There would be no sea urchin story, right? I'd have to come on here and just lie, and don't think I'm above that. I was fighting 50 ninjas, and then I fought them all off and saved this pregnant woman. No big deal, but I broke my hand. <laughs> Brittany in Houston. Go, Brittany. So my story's not nearly as good as Chad's, but it was a long time ago. I was at a house party, and I was super cute and chatty with people in the kitchen. You know how you would hang out, and there's, like, dips and chips and beers and things. And I had done, I dipped a very large chip into the salsa and realized that it was too big to bite at any way, any angle, one way or another, without looking, you know, like a guy, like a dude. Mm-hmm. So I cracked the chip in half to be able to eat it, and the salsa flies off the chip into my eyeball. <laughs> I love that story. In front of guys I was trying to impress. <laughs> of course. And you know why you were hot, Brittany? Because yeah. your name's Brittany, no. and there's never been an ugly Brittany in the history of mankind. It's just one of those hot chick names, Chris. It is. It is. One of, you know I'm right. I'm 100% right. Name an ugly Brittany. You can't. Johnny in Jersey. Go, Johnny. Well, Jesse, I went to Roman Catholic K-8, to and as part of being a student in the Catholic school system, you would do chores. The chore I was in charge of doing with my friends was shoveling snow. And you know how curbs meet sometimes and they're not level? Well, under the snow, you couldn't see that. We decided to have a race. We go running. I hit the edge. The shovel handle rips into my belly. It doesn't break the skin. There's a party that night for the CYO basketball team, so I'm not going to miss it. I'm in severe pain, but I go, and I shovel pizza and soda down, and I get home, and my stomach's inflamed, and my mother's a nurse, and she knows it's an emergency, so she gets the ambulance, brings me to the hospital, they rip me open, and the doctor was a Korean War battlefield doctor. He sewed me up, saved my life. Then they had to stick a tube down my nose so that I wouldn't move my bowels. I couldn't eat for two weeks. They stuck me in a room with a regular patient, and this guy's eating pork chops with mashed potatoes <laughs> and, and I can't even have 
Chip, <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> We're going to get some more of those phone calls about stupid ways you hurt yourself in a second. But, okay, we got to step away from the fun for a second. And let's, let's talk about something that's maybe a little bit heavier than normal. All right. The headline today, I'm sure you saw it. If you didn't, it's pretty recent, so maybe maybe I'm breaking news, Chris. Like, what? I'm a real journalist, Chris, on top of being the menu whisperer. And you know what? We're not going to go over to anything right now. The news, in all seriousness, is this. U.S. Supreme Court, US Supreme Court has declined to stop mandated COVID-19 vaccines for Maine health workers. They obviously mainstreamed this. They streamlined this. They got it right to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court has just decided, ah, we're not even taking it up. I bring this up because, well, there are a couple of different things we have to get straight on something. When it comes to the Supreme Court, you will see both sides publicly lie about this, but the right is the worst at publicly lying. At least I hope they're lying. Now, how many times have you ever said that about somebody? I hope the people on my side are lying. But when I see what the right says about the courts, the Supreme Court and others, I think to myself, okay, they're either dumb or they're lying. They, they have to be one of the two things. The Supreme Court, let's have a little chat next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way 
a brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kelly show final hour gosh I can't believe it's final hour already I will get back to your emails and phone calls about stupid ways you've hurt yourself but we have to talk about the Supreme Court thing we got we got some stories we got to hit here real quick the headline again was in case you missed it U.S. Supreme Court declines to stop mandated COVID vaccines for Maine health workers when I say what I'm about to say I don't want this to deflate you I just want everybody to be on the same page where we are as a nation. The Supreme Court is not going to save you. And I watched a bunch of people on the right, and I've fallen into this trap before too, so I'm not pointing fingers. I watched a bunch of people on the right convince themselves, oh, we got Kavanaugh now. We got Barrett now. We're going to. These losers are all going to cave for the big fights. Oh, they'll get us a bunch of little wins. They'll all cave on the big fights. If their names aren't Clarence Thomas or Alito, 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 I mean, I'm sorry, Alito, if it's not those two, they're going to cave on the big fights. I promise you they will. The courts aren't going to save you. The states are what's going to save you. Did you hear Heavy D today? Did you hear what Ron DeSantis of Florida had to say today? Remember, there's all these ships parked off the coast of California right now. All these ships, huge supply chain problems. You want to know who's going to lead the new right or at least have some kind of leadership role in it? This guy's going to be on the short list, I promise. Uh, as many of you know, we are facing uh, major disruptions as a, not only just in the United States, but beyond disruptions in the supply chain. Of course, we're also seeing increased costs in terms of inflation. And so you see uh, a lot of problems. I know they just announced, well, in California, maybe they'll start having the, the port operate 24-7. Our ports operate 24-7. I mean, that should be happening anyways. Uh, and so we in Florida uh, have the ability to help alleviate these log jams. So we're here. We have capacity. And not only that, uh, I'm proud to announce that, that Jack's port and some of the other ports uh, are also stepping up even above and beyond. Uh, by you get the general idea. Heavy D got up to the microphone and said, send your ships here. The Supreme Court is not going to offer you any protection whatsoever. There are states that will, though. They just had uh, Indiana brought up some huge lawsuit, and 17 red states joined them, taking on the federal government. These are the places, if possible, you need to be. Not for my sake, for your sake. The places that will offer you some level of protection. That's where you need to be. And when I said the right drives me crazy with their stupidity and their lies, this is something, and maybe you've said it yourself, 
This is something I can't stand. Oh, I just want to, I just want a judge that'll just be impartial. I just want a judge that'll just interpret the law. Yes, in a perfect world, I would love a judge that just interpreted the law. I think that would be the coolest thing in the world. We don't live in a perfect world. You know what kind of judges they want? Do you know who they push for? They push for judges that will uphold every despicable thing the communists do and judges who will at the same time destroy everything you care about. So that's what I want. That is what I want. I want judges that will storm through the communist agenda in this country like Genghis Khan through the Middle East. That's what I want. I don't want an impartial judge, and I don't feel the need to lie to anybody about that. I want Supreme Court justices and lower court justices who are on a mission from God to stop communism in this country. That's what I want. That is how aggressive we must be. We must play for keeps. For keeps. Because I promise you, they're playing for keeps. I mean, how committed are these people? How committed are these people to destroying this country? I'm going to play for you right now audio from the energy secretary. Her name is Jennifer Granholm. Does this person sound like she's interested in protecting, salvaging, and improving America? Or do you think this person, if she had her way, would destroy it? You know, we've got a global problem, and China is a big contributor to that. We are too, and but we don't have much moral authority to say, you should be doing this if we're not taking action and deploying the technology that we need to deploy. We don't have moral authority over China, who's currently operating large-scale concentration camps where they're forcibly harvesting people's organs? We don't have moral authority? And realize, she was just being honest. And this is what I've talked about, the huge crisis facing the country right now. It is a patriotism crisis. And that sounds so hokey and cliche, right? Oh, here we go again. July 4th and patriotism. But it really is true. If we have a, if we have a tribe, just a little tribe out in the wilderness somewhere, and there's a hundred of us there, if 80 people in that tribe wake up every single day and they love that tribe and they think it's valuable and an awesome place. And that's just the general attitude. That's the general feeling. You're going to end up with a tribe that improves. Why? Because you're going to angle things in your life towards that goal. You're going to filter everything through that goal. Oh, I should fix that fence over there. That'll make this tribe I love even better, right? Little things. But, but, if 80 people wake up every day and they hate the place... And they've been taught since they were little that it sucks, that it's evil, that it's racist, that it shouldn't exist. Do you fix the fence? Or do you walk up to the fence and kick, it, kick down another panel or two on the way by? What about you? Are you interested in protecting or destroying things you consider evil? That's how they look at America. That's how these people are. And it's our own fault for letting them take over the education system. But when I tell you to move to a red state for the protection of yourself and your family, I am not saying that because I'm naive. I've moved my entire life. And I know there are a bunch of people because of jobs and family that can't do it. There's no judgment here if you're stuck. I get that. 
I'm telling you to move because life is better in a red area and because it's the only protection you have. You understand this. You realize I didn't do much on it because people don't care that much, but China tested a hypersonic missile. That's a big deal. We didn't even know they had one and they tested one. And let me be clear about something. We don't have one. China has a hypersonic missile. It's a missile we're not capable of stopping, and we do not possess the same technology. Do you have any idea what we were doing when China was in the final phase of testing their hypersonic missile? We stood down the United States military to sift through it for white supremacy. That's how much trouble we're in. When I tell you get to a red area, get to a red area fast. Now, it's enough of that garbage for a second. Let's get to a couple more stupid ways you have hurt yourself questions. 877-377-4373. Michael and Spring, go boss. Well, I was uh, about 17 years ago. I went out with some buddies on Cinco de Mayo. We got pretty inebriated. Just walking home to my apartment. This guy that used to rev his car in the parking lot all the time and wake me up in the middle of the night. I saw his car and I decided to try to kick his side mirror off while I was drunk. Missed. <laughs> Landed wrong on the curb. Dislocated my patella. Oh. And had to relocate. Yeah, I had to relocate it myself in the parking lot and have my friends help me get home. Oh. I lost about 20% of my cartilage. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, bro. That sucks. Oh, man. Daryl. Daryl in Denver. Go, boss. Hey, Jesse. Uh, this is how I got the nickname Chalk Block when I was younger and lived in uh, northwestern Montana. Uh, driving mountain roads on a summer day, and suddenly the uh, brakes lock up on me for some reason. And I don't know what's going on, so I stop the truck, put on the emergency brake, crawl underneath, and see the transmission link- linkage hanging down. So naturally, I grab it which pulls it out of park. That's when I find out the emergency brake doesn't work on that truck. It began rolling back, and my head is what stuck underneath the front tire, and it drugged my head about three feet back down in the gravel road before I got out, and then it rolled the truck. And uh, that's when I decided to become a lawyer for some reason after I got brain damage. (laughs) Thank you, Terrell. Oh, gosh, that is gruesome. Ooh, we got to take this call real quick. This is important. Jerry in Denver. Yes. I just wanted to tell you a couple of things about Bob Howard that probably very few people know. He was recommended three times for the Medal of Honor for three separate acts of heroism. Also, he retired as a full colonel when he retired from the Army. I was talking to him one day. I served with him in special forces in Vietnam. And I was talking to him one day about what was the most, one of the most memorable things of his Medal of Honor award ceremony at the White House. And his hands were pretty mangled from the incident. And he said he was just really taken by how beautiful President Nixon's hands were, how well manicured and <laughs> soft and, and, you know, just really interesting in that uh, way. But also, I wanted to tell you, if you want to find out about the communist goals, they put in writing uh, what they planned to do to overturn America in the 60s. 
It's been printed in the congressional record, and you can find it if you look up under the name W. Cleon, C-L-E-O-N, Skousen, S-K-O-U-S-E-N. He wrote a lot about it. He's a former FBI agent, former yep. chief of police. Jerry, Eddie, I'm, I'm, I'm up against the break. I'm sorry, brother. I'm up against the break. I normally would just cut you off, but I can't tell you how much respect I have for you and what you did in your service in Vietnam, and thank you for giving us a little personal touch about the guy we read. We read his Medal of Honor citation earlier, Bob Howard, in case you're wondering what Jerry's talking about. Go download the podcast if you'd like to hear it. Daggone, those guys are freaking awesome. All right, real quick here. How are the allergies? How are your allergies? Because I used to get allergies that would, everyone gets them different, right? My allergies used to make me want to claw my eyeballs out. I would wake up in the morning and it would feel like my eyelids were made of sandpaper until I got the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. And not only takes odors out of the air, it doesn't have some filter you have to replace, and it has virtually cured my allergies. I don't even take allergy medication anymore, and right now, they have a deal for my listeners. You see Eden Pure? If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in the code word JESSE, they're selling three packs right now, and if you use the code word JESSE3, I'm sorry, the code is JESSE3, you'll save 2 on a three-pack. I have one of these in virtually every room in my house. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, use the code word JESSE3, and you can save $200. Look, the odor is already great because they take it out of the air, but what it's done for my allergies, I will always love Eden Pure. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE3. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, I cannot believe we just had, we just had, we read a Medal of Honor citation about an hour into the show, we just had somebody who was in the fifth group with him in Vietnam. This show is so cool sometimes. I'll be honest, I mostly just attribute that to me. But in all, in all seriousness, we forget. Like, it's just, you know, me, Chris, and Michael, we're just sitting here just having fun, right? And we forget how big the thing is now because it was never big. It was just us in a studio. We were just all sitting in the studio having fun. We were just eating pizza and joking around and having fun. And, man, to have a Vietnam veteran, dude, what's better than Vietnam veterans? Gosh, it's freaking awesome. Remember, you can email the Jesse Kelly Show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I heard you talk about your cheeseburger recipe Made them the other night following your instructions to the letter. I have my doubts about that much Chipotle Tabasco sauce. I have to say, you have a grand slam home run with this recipe. I loved them. Thanks for sharing this future delicacy with us. That was an email I got. I got this text from my buddy Chance during the break. Not to inflate your ego, but blank, that was the name of his wife, has no idea. And I cooked her a burger and timed it so she got home and it was waiting for her. She knew I was making dinner. Halfway through her burger, she said, quote, this is the best hamburger I've ever had. I almost died. I know I can be a little over the top sometimes. When I tell you I make the best burgers on the planet, 
I make the best burgers on the planet. I still have the recipe on, it's on my timeline. It's on my social media timeline at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter. Just Google that in burger. It'll come up. I have it in video form for you. It's also in video form somewhere on my Instagram page at Jesse Kelly DC. If you scroll down and you see me looking like a dirt ball and a hoodie with a cap on, I actually give it out to you there too. That's me, Dirtball Jesse. Dear Grand Burger Maker Kelly, I'm a TSA officer at a major airport and I'm seeing so many people I work with not want the vax, but cave because they're afraid of what they're going to do for their families. Management is already making plans on what to do after they, quote, release from service anyone left unvaxxed. I don't know how many that will end up, but I will be one of them. Never cave to communists. People have no clue how bad it's going to get. Thank you for all you do. Said I can say his name. Okay, I mean, I wasn't going to. You know I never do unless you say it. His name is Logan. I want to clarify my stance on this again for everybody. If you're a person out there, and I know we have a bunch of people who has taken it and didn't want it. You didn't want the vaccine, but you took it because you were worried about your mortgage, your wife, your husband, your kids. You were worried about all that. You're never going to get any judgment from me, okay? I, I, I've I found a job selling RVs on Craigslist because I had a family to feed. I, I understand that priorities come first. I don't make any bones about that. I have to put food on my family's table. I, I, I get that. That said, setting that aside, these people who are willingly giving up their jobs, willingly giving up their jobs, because of this vaccine mandate, I think that's so friggin' awesome. I think it's I, I think it is so awesome. I'm so impressed by it. You had the Washington State football coach walk away from three million dollars a year because he didn't want to get the vaccine mandate. You just had a sideline reporter, Allison Williams, her name is on ESPN, walk away. She was gonna have a second kid, didn't want it. And not that these, you know, high profile people are more important than you. I just love it when people are willing to sacrifice for it, and I think it is so critical for people to continue to lead that way. Again, I'm not in your pocketbook. I can't pay your bills for you. You're never going to get judgment out of me if you've had to make that choice. But I think the people making sacrifices are so awesome. When I hear about Chicago, a third of their police force saying no, daggone that inspires me. In Chicago this evening, thousands of police officers have still not declared their COVID vaccine status despite a Friday deadline and now face being sent home without pay. Megan Fitzgerald has more on the vaccine battle. Tonight, fallout in the city of Chicago. You are willing to get fired for this? Yes, I am. I hope I don't, obviously. Police Sergeant Rick Nigro says he won't be forced to get a COVID shot, defying the mayor's vaccine mandate that went into effect over the weekend. There's too much government control in that. You're going to tell me what I'm going to put in my body. That's my choice. And and, and the result is you're going to terminate me? Termination on the line for possibly thousands more, as only 64% of the force is fully vaccinated. How many officers have not complied with the mayor's orders? The unofficial number we have is about over 3,200, so about a third of the department. A third of the department. And remember, these are cops. I mean, cops, cops are dedicated people. I mean, there's no reason to do, to do that job and wade through the muck of society every single day unless you believe in it all the way. And they're willing to walk away. I think it's freaking awesome. And I think people like that, 
They're the ones we've been needing to lead. It inspires me. It's something we can all feel good about. And I think it, I think we can't possibly show too much respect to those people. All right. We're going to get back to more of your stupid ways you hurt yourself stories. 877-377-4373. We're going to get to more emails and AOC and the monster we create. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. We'll get back to your calls and stuff in just a minute. I, I think people quitting, people making a stand is inspiring. And you know what? We always talk about supporting companies that love this country and don't dump on it. Here's something for you. In and out Burger, they got shut down by San Francisco because they wouldn't go for this vaccine mandate. How about this? Quote, we refuse to become the vaccination police for any government. We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. That's how you CEO. That's how you run your business. No, I won't be dictated to by Washington. Gosh, that's freaking awesome. And you know what? We have in and out burgers in this area, and not only are they outstanding, I'm going to be going to one real quick here. I'm going to be going to one real quick. Highly recommend you do the same. No, they're not paying me to say so. Go patronize in and out burger. Time to start rewarding the businesses who support you and time to freeze to death the businesses who hate you and dump on you every chance you get. All right. Now, before I get back to your phone calls in a second, in a second, we have to, we have to talk. We have to talk about something awesome that's happening in the Democratic Party. I mean, it's terrible. It's horrible for America, but there's something awesome happening in the Democratic Party. Over the years, they have gone harder left and harder left and harder left and harder left. I mean, Bill Clinton could never get elected in this Democratic Party today. This is an insane communist party. And they never seemed interested in stopping it. They just wanted to keep going left and going left and going left. And so they have headlines like AOC this and Ilhan Omar that. And, and every time I see one of these headlines, I smile because I'm watching these people completely rip to shreds the old Democratic Party that not only let them in, welcomed them in. And it makes me smile because these old school Democrats, you know, the old blue dog types, maybe you're one, you know, just a, you know, Midwestern guy, Rust Belt guy, or you're in a union, something like that. You have no idea of who now runs your party and who is going to be running it and how awful and evil these people are. I love this headline here. AOC, she targets fellow Democrat Kirsten Cinema in a fundraising email. A member of the House of Representatives, she chose to blast away at a senator in her own party openly in a fundraising email. She's blasted Nancy Pelosi publicly. And the reason I love this so much is in your disgusting effort to gain power, Democrats, you, you signed up with some people you don't fully understand. I understand the communist, and you're about to find out exactly what these people are. With respect, Master Wayne, perhaps this is a man you don't fully understand either. A long time ago, 
I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit. So we went looking for the stones. But in six months, we never met anyone who traded with him. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Oh, yeah, I pulled that out from The Dark Knight. Why? Because that movie was awesome, too. It's such a perfect analogy for the communists the Democrats have allowed in their party. AOC, she's not interested in keeping the Senate seat in Arizona. That, that, that would never... That would never occur to her. The communist doesn't think in those terms. AOC, people like her, Ilhan Omar, both of whom are kind of hot, by the way, but both of them, they are, Chris. Look, you just don't think so because you're a Jew and they wouldn't go for you. Definitely not Ilhan Omar. <laughs> All right, quit. These people aren't going to stop. And they're not, they're not interested in the bigger picture of politics. Protecting a Senate seat here, the presidency there. They're not interested in any of that. They're only interested in destruction because they're committed communists. They will never, ever, 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 ever stop. They will never, never slow down. They will never get tired. The communist wakes up every single day and all he sees is what he hasn't destroyed yet. And the Democrats welcomed these disgusting losers into their party. And I love it. I love the infighting that's coming. I love that the leaders of the Democratic Party, Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, have a combined age of 9,000 years old. And that the young ones, AOC and Ilhan Omar, they're in their 30s and 40s. These women are going to run out the old school moderates and they're going to leave them sitting on the curb while they tear the party to shreds. And I love it. I love when my enemies fight. All right. 877-377-4373. Stupid ways you hurt yourself. John in Colorado, go. Okay, this is what happened about 30 years ago when I, uh, uh, me and the wife got a chance to go out on a date and the kids were at a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, it was so cold when we got home that she ran in the house and I, I opened up this whole garage door, which was one of those segmented ones, and uh, drove the car in. And then when I pulled the garage door down again, my fingers were in between those slats and I couldn't get them out. Then I had to, I had to reach as far as I possibly could and I didn't think I was going to get out. Finally, when I did, I, I looked at my fingers, and they were like one-fourth the size as they were when I started, and they stayed that way for like a half hour. Oh, <laughs> I, no. I thought, man, I messed my fingers for life. Oh. But uh, they finally came out again, and, and my wife almost freaked out when I showed them to her. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it was pretty bizarre and Thanks. very painful. Thanks, John. Oh, gosh, that hurts. And you know what's the worst part about that is? Quit cringing, Chris. You're fine. You know what the worst part about that is? His hands were already cold. Already cold. And when you're cold, you hurt. Oh, gosh. Oh. Oh. All right. 
Ramona in Denver, go. Hello, tall and handsome. Yes, ma'am. I have two. I have two incidents. So the first one is when my son was in middle school. It was Fourth of July, and I forgot to thaw the hamburger patties, and so I tried to separate it with a knife, and I cut through my finger. What I didn't, I cut through the um, the tendon. So I had to have it stitched. Well, it was similar to your incident. It was like a 10-year irritation there. So somebody told me, oh, that scar tissue, you can massage it away. Because it, it would hurt. It would, it, would, it would crop up now and then. So after about 10 years, I was still massaging it. And it looked like it was white, like maybe it got a little bit infected. So I poked it and was squeezing the, the little pus out. And I noticed something green in there. And so I got the tweezers. And I start. I tried to pull it out, and it was a stitch that hadn't got cut. It was still in there. Oh. So I cut it, it out. It was still in there. That is terrible. I've heard horror stories like that before. Thank you for that call, Ramona. Oh, gosh. Remember, if you miss any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, the whole thing's podcasted, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review Talking about how handsome I am, Chris. We have a new one titled Great Show. Jesse and Chris have the best bumper music on radio. Jesse's funny. Let's hear that, Chris. I'm funny, knowledgeable, informative, and a great storyteller. And this is the best part, a tower of handsomeness, Chris. You've never been called a tower of handsomeness in your freaking life. The next one, Jesse is so handsome. (laughs) I can't wait to see him on his podcast every day. He has a very winsome face. Oh, there's more. I'm not going into it all. There's more. But look, there's there's a whole lot of compliments on there, Chris. And I want you to know they're not just there because I've asked for them. All right. These people, they're not, Chris. They're there because these people mean it. <laughs> all right. We have headlines I didn't get to. I'm going to take one or two more of your phone calls about stupid ways you've hurt yourself. Dang, we have emails. But was just talking to Michael and Chris earlier. And we they were actually specifically they asked me, hey, is the the sale still going on at my pillow? Because I've been I've been touting this for a couple of weeks now. Everyone knows about my pillow's Giza Dream Sheets, how they're the best sheets on the planet. Buck and I, Buck Sexton and I were just texting about it earlier, and I said, yeah, they are. I, until I get notification that they're not, there are. So we checked. They're still buy one get one free. If you go to mypillow.com and use the promo code Jesse, you get two sets. Buy one, get one free, and these dream sheets. Look, Giza's the world's best cotton, and not only do they hold up, they're so soft. Every time we crawl into them at night, we're like, oh, gosh, these are the best. 60-day money-back guarantee. You don't have to take my word for it. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. Giza dream sheets, two for the price of one. Or call 800-845-0544. Headlines I didn't get to. Next. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show. the jesse kelly show final segment of the jesse kelly show i love this email jesse 
I found your show five to six months ago while working my 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. shift. Whew, that is a shift. As a New York State trooper. By the time your show comes on, I've already worked about eight hours, and I'm usually on the hunt for someone driving drunk. I look forward to your common sense commentary and humor every night. It honestly gets me through the last few hours of my shift. Man, that's cool. I take pleasure in knowing that some sad defense attorney will watch my body camera footage and hear me listening to your show before, during, and after his client is getting arrested for DWI. <laughs> I'm unvaccinated and I'm about to force to get and I'm about to be forced to get tested weekly, which I'm fine with if that means I don't have to get vaccinated. You're a great encourager. Keep up the great work. You keep up your great work, my brother, and you stay safe out there. That's freaking awesome. Gosh, that's awesome. All right. Two more quick ones. And then we're getting to headlines I didn't get to. Rob in Spokane, make it quick. Go, Rob. So I was uh, had the opportunity to hunt in Alaska, and they took us in an, in a Cub airplane, and they dropped us off on a uh, Monday and said, I'll see you on Friday. And so we went out, and we were hunting, and you know everything was fine, and we ran into the Grizzlies. And uh, one of my partner's hunting friends or whatever uh, harvested an animal uh, late into the evening, and we had to, you know, get it out. And as we were processing this animal, which is the, by regulation, uh, I had a opportunity to load all these packs for everybody to bring back to camp before the grizzlies consumed us. And while we were doing this, I stabbed myself in the wrist. Um, and I didn't know if I was supposed to pull the knife out oh. or not pull the knife out. Uh, it was getting dark, oh. and, and uh, you know, God forbid I was the youngest one there, so I, pull, I, I didn't know what to do. So I pulled the knife out, oh. and I tucked, the, I tucked the, uh, the flesh back in, and I had to use a knife to make a tourniquet on my wrist uh, to stop the bleeding. And then as we were going back to camp, before the uh, grizzlies were about to consume us, I, I said, if I pass out, <laughs> it's because I stabbed myself uh, <laughs> in the wrist. Oh, gosh. Ah. Oh, that is gruesome. That is good. Look, at, you're surrounded by grizzly bears in Alaska in the dark when you're carrying animal flesh on your back. Man, you better not be the slowest one in that group. That's all I got to say. All right, headlines I didn't get to. <clears throat> U.S. is already in a recession that could be as bad as 2008, a paper warns. Oh, it's going to be so much worse than 2008. You, you, can't, you can't stop gigantic portions of your economy the way we have without dire consequences. All, all we did, and, and look, I've used the analogy before. All this stimulus money we've been dumping in the economy, all we did was wake up and had a, about a dozen hair of the dog beers so we didn't have to feel the hangover. Now, the next day, it's going to be really, really, really bad. Headline, Beijing mocks America over Chinese new nuclear-capable missile. Well, yes, everybody's laughing at us. Everybody. When you're number one for as long as we've been number one, you have to understand it's just like the football team everyone hates. Right? Remember everyone hated the Patriots forever? I, let's be honest. I hated the Patriots too. Why? They were kicking the crap out of everybody, and we all wanted to be that team. 
and we all now are enjoying it. Well, except for my Boston listeners on the great WRKO, but everyone's enjoying it now that they're not on top anymore. Everyone's going to enjoy watching us fall because we've been number one for a long time. And those of us who've only ever known number one, it's going to hurt. Headline, new video from January 6th shows officers allowing people to enter the Capitol. That's weird. There's been this deadly insurrection coup where people were murdered. And yet the federal government wanted to keep this video quiet. Remember, we had to go to court to get this video released. And it shows Capitol Police officers waving them in and holding the doors. Man, that's a weird coup. Anyway, headline. San Francisco Police Union warns emergency calls will be unanswered as vaccine mandate cuts police rosters. I talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. What does a vaccine mandate look like in practice? It looks like the scared woman hiding under her bed as a monster has broken in her house, calling 911 and hearing the 911 operator telling her, oh, they're 20 minutes out. Try to hide. That's what a vaccine mandate looks like in practice. Anthony Fauci proved wrong yet again by NBC. NBC, of all people, made fun of Anthony Fauci. Remember Dr. Doom when the college football games started getting packed? And these are super spreader events. And just wait a couple weeks. It's going to be really bad. Except it didn't get really bad. Because none of these people have any idea about coronavirus. None of them. Every single thing we did in response to coronavirus was dead wrong. And now half the country thinks standing six feet away from someone and wearing a paper mask over their face somehow accomplishes something. Headline, Rachel Levine, openly transgender health official, to be sworn in as four-star admiral. And actually that happened earlier today. It's about time we got somebody with some balls in there. Headline, Fed's Powell sold uh, $5 million in stock in 2020 right before the market tank. That's Jerome Powell, by the way. They're talking about the Federal Reserve chairman. Hmm. Sold $5 million worth of stock right before the market went down. Hmm. That is so odd. How's your stocks looking? How's your bank account looking these days? Just remember, always, you keep your chin up. But these people deserve nothing but your contempt and scorn at all times. We will be back tomorrow to have a lot more fun, I promise. That's all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.